The boys are indeed back. I am your host, as usual, Wesley Minky. Across from me in the studio today, the old reliable, always faithful producer, Timmy. What up, boys? How we doing? It is a beautiful Wednesday. Let's talk hockey. It is a beautiful Wednesday here in Athens, Ohio. Uh, yeah, man, it was a fun and interesting week in the hockey world. But real quick, let's get to our sponsors. Our old, reliable, faithful, lovable sponsor, Max's Meals. Tim, talk about Max's Meals a little bit. Max's Meals, you know, run by Ben Press Media athlete Max Meyer. They do great things. They are absolutely great people. Um, they are always out there helping everyone. We love them. They're a great p- partner. Make sure to check them out. The new website Max did a fantastic job with. Uh, we can all agree about that. So we love them. Shout out Max's Meals. And then our other sponsor, our newest sponsor, Never Rest. They created the first ever portable foam roller. We love our friends over at Never Rest. It's a beautiful company with a beautiful goal. Use promo code THEBENCHPRESS for free shipping on all orders. That is THEBENCHPRESS for free shipping on all orders. So true. And why, Tim, do we partner with Bench Press? Because here, why do we partner with Never Rest? Because here at Bench Press Media, we never rest and together we will roll, roll the, the world. world all right back to hockey the trade deadline was wild um i mean the teams that were up top got even stronger the teams that were at the bottom sold it all away it seems to always go that way but i'll tell you what man i'm really impressed with uh what florida did i'm really impressed with what minnesota did i'm extremely impressed with what pittsburgh did and i'm not surprised with what colorado did I'm very impressed with the Washington Capitals. Uh, I thought they made some very strong moves at the deadline. Kind of, I mean, the Ovi's window is closing for sure, but I, I mean, not going to lie, I was kind of shocked to see how much they went in. I mean, but shout out to the Caps. They they know what they they got in Ovi, and they know they don't have them for much longer. Yeah. Um, so real quick on those uh, notes, I mean, Colorado fills out their bottom six forwards with the additions of Josh Manson, which we already knew about on the back end defensively. Also, Nico Sturm, which we touched on at the end of last podcast last week. And now Arturi Lekkanen and Andre, Andrew Cagliano to fill out the bottom six forwards. Really smart moves, really veteran guys. Arturi Lekkanen's played great as of late for Montreal. Great move to get him in Colorado. Um, all you have to give away is Justin Barron, a defenseman in a 2024 second rounder. Like I said, Colorado, that pick's probably going to be in the 60s or 70s anyway. So it's not really like it's going to impact them much at all. They're Stanley Cup favorites. They're going all in. Smart to get some bottom six. Um, it makes sense from a depth perspective. You have two months of hockey in the playoffs. you got to be ready to go. you got to have four lines of guys, at least three lines of guys that can go for you any time, any night. So that makes sense. Smart move. I love Colorado's idea there. Jared Bednar making uh, great decisions with that team. And then with the, we have the big dominoes to fall, as I like to call them, Tim. Uh, the big dominoes to fall were Colorado, or not Colorado, uh, Florida Panthers snagging both Claude Giroux and Ben Sherratt. We talked about how important they'd yeah, be. Yeah, we, we, I mean, we both said that uh, we could see Claude Giroux go into Florida, so yeah, shout and out other us. ones like uh, Hampus Lindholm to Boston, Marc-Andre Fleury to Minnesota, and Ricard Raquel to Pittsburgh. They was all fall on deadline day. There were great trades, those teams going all in. And like I said, the East is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. All the Eastern Conference contenders went all in. I love it. It's going to make for really exciting playoff hockey. But first, I want to touch on that Claude Giroux move. Uh, he goes to Florida. Like I said, makes a ton of sense for them fit-wise. He's a two-way player. He's going to play on the same line with the only other two-way player, in my, in my opinion, that's better than him in the league, in Alexander Barkov. 
And then the uber-talented youngster Carter Verhege on the other side of the wing with him. Unbelievable move by Florida. They now have two lines that I honestly think are better than any other two lines in the league besides maybe Colorado's top line. I'll tell you what, man. Florida has the best chance out of anybody in the East to go play the Colorado Avalanche in the Stanley Cup Finals. They're playing out of their minds right now, and they're getting better and better each day. It makes a ton of sense. Yeah, not only are they playing, are they hot right now, they just got way better. They have great goaltending. They have ama- their defensive pairings great, and now they have two lines that can literally score and do anything on you at all times, no matter who is out there. That is terrifying. Um, Florida, I think, might even might have passed Colorado yeah. as a favorite, just because I trust. Talent. Yeah, <laughs> talent, and I trust the goaltending more, which is saying a lot, uh, yeah. obviously, knowing that... Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky. ...in the playoff is not great, but I trust him more than I do uh, uh, Colorado, whoever yeah. they're going to throw out Darcy there, whether, whether it's Darcy likely. Kemper or anyone. Frank Hoy, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, I trust likely Bobrovsky a lot more than that, so I do think Florida's the favorite right now, but I mean, they didn't just go all in they dove all in yeah uh i I don't know if you guys caught this or not if you didn't you can find on my instagram story um josh manson talking about playing with cam mccarr just how much more fun it is uh that's not even a shot at anyone on anaheim that's just honestly him being completely upfront saying cam mccarr is that good he said if you didn't catch it he said you know he comes off the ice every time and i say hey good play good play Good play. And he said eventually it gets to the point where it's like, okay, every play he makes a good play. You can't just say good play every time. you got to pick and choose. And then if you don't say it to him, he kind of gets a little pissed off and frustrated and he wants to make up for it and make it even better play. So Josh Manson just having a lot of fun with him, talking about how great he is. And uh, it just speaks for the point that I said he's the greatest defenseman of all time. That's all that needs to be said. Ben Sherratt uh, also going to Florida. Huge move. Big defensive piece. Um, oh, real quick on the Drew move. Uh, Claude Drew, the package going back to Philadelphia, Connor Bunneman, uh, Garman Rubsoff, and a 2025, 2025 fifth rounder for Owen Tippett, and a 2024 first rounder, and a 2023 third rounder. So a smaller package, but a first round pick obviously makes sense. Claude Drew was the captain, still in his, basically his prime. Yeah. Uh, still playing some of the best hockey he's ever played. Makes a lot of sense. Great move, Florida. Moving on, Ben Sherratt, also going to Florida. Uh, in return, Tyler Smolonic and a 2023 first rounder and a 2022 fourth rounder in return. Montreal, everybody knew Ben Sherratt was getting traded. Like I said last episode, he sat out for uh, a couple games. He sat out for a couple days of practice as well. It made a lot of sense. Everyone knew he was going somewhere. Florida seems to be a destination, and he ends up there. Again, Florida seemingly going all in here on this move. They get two of the biggest names on the free agent mar- or on the upcoming free agent market. He's likely going to pair up with Aaron Ekblad, maybe Mackenzie Weger, uh, when they both return from injury. But, man, he's being called the missing piece right now with a puzzle for Florida. And if they figure out that defensive pairing, and it's Ekblad and Sherratt likely uh, on that top pairing, it's going to be really, really scary. Yeah, I was honestly surprised to see Florida go all get Sherratt because uh, I thought his price, if they've got, I thought they'd get one of Claudreau or Sherratt. I did not see them going in for both. Yeah. So I mean, they get they sold their souls for two, this. The, their next two first rounders are both gone in two trades. Yeah. So they they are willing to sell everything for this season, which I can respect because yeah. this is easily the best chance they've had in years forever <laughs> to yeah. win the cup. So good on them. We will see how this works out. I mean, their defensive pairings are going to be legit. 
Yeah. So we'll, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself and say that the Florida Panthers will be lifting the cup, <laughs> but I mean, uh, no one's going to be shocked if they are. Yeah. Um, moving on again. Uh, Hampus Lynn home to Boston. And uh, old Timmy Boy, I think you got a clip here. I believe I called this last week on the episode. You did. So, uh, Let, let's listen in. And then Hampus Lindholm, he makes a lot of sense to move into Boston. He would be a perfect fit on the left side defenseman. Slides in right next to Charlie McAvoy in the top pairing. He's 6'4", 216. Again, that doesn't grow on trees. He's no. a bruiser. He's a great offensive upside. It makes the most sense. The Ducks are kind of, I don't want to say giving up on the playoffs or kind of giving around um, a chance to playoffs, but when you have a young core, you got a bright future. I don't think this is the year they're going to push for the playoffs. I think this is the year they can kind of... Yeah, that's Wes Minky, yeah. Nostradamus. Yeah. Like, uh, call me Mr. GM. I mean, I called this one last week. Hampus Lynn home to Boston comes true. It's a great move by Boston. It made too much sense to not capitalize on it. Uh, last week, I called that. Like I said, this week we figured out Hampus Lynn home sliding right in next to Charlie McAvoy. Uh, in return, defenseman Cody Curran and a 2022 first rounder and second rounders in 2023 and 2024. We'll go back to. Where's it? Oh, Anaheim. Anaheim. Yeah. That's where it is. Yeah. Anaheim traded everyone. Yeah. Blank there for a second. Um, and then along with prospects, defensive prospects. This is a good one, Tim. Listen to this name. Irho Vakaninen. Wow. Great name. That's a great name. Yeah. Hall of uh, Fame name. And then John Moore. Uh, both go back to Anaheim. But like I said, Boston had a great opportunity here. It felt like only thing you were missing was really defensive depth. And they go out and get one of the best defensive players in the market. You got to do what you got to do at some time. It made too much sense. Great move. Now. Yeah, I don't know if Boston, like, I, Boston giving up that much, like, I don't know. Like, do I see Boston realistically having a chance to beat maybe. a Florida or hot, a Carolina? Like, they got they got veteran leadership, though. They, they do have veteran That's leadership. That's a price you can't put on I know, else. I know, but I'm just saying, I don't know if I, like, if that move, like, obviously the move, like, system-wise makes sense to bring him in. I don't know if, the package you sent back for your realistic chances of winning the Stanley Cup was worth it. I mean, they're still in the wild card hunt right now. They're not even a divisional opponent. Um, they're not going to get a top three seed, it looks like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like I'm saying, if you get out of the wild card round, which is going to be hard enough because you're either going to play uh, Florida or likely some combination of Pittsburgh, Washington, Carolina, yeah. something like that. Um, or the Rangers even. It's going to be tough to get out of that uh, first round. If they do, they're going to get stuck in what Tampa Bay, possibly Toronto if they get out of it. It's going to be hard. It's yeah. going to be a tough road. But Boston going all in while they have the chance. I think most of that's due to Bergeron and uh, Marshawn getting up there in age. They probably don't know how much more of their prime they have left. Makes sense. But do what you got to do, I guess. Now, the biggest piece that we've been talking about for months, Marc-Andre Fleury to Minnesota. I like the move. I like the move, too. I think it's a good fit both ways. I think what we talked about a couple weeks ago with Marc-Andre Fleury, we said, you know, Minnesota – we didn't say they were a team to watch for in this one, but no. it makes the most sense. A lot of young goalies, not a lot of experience. Marc-Andre Fleury got a lot of playoff experience, has three rings, goes to Minnesota, gets to play with veteran leaders like Jared Spurgeon, Matt Dumba. He gets to play with some young guys, Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Boldy, Tyson Yost, Nicholas Delorier, the last two just got traded forward to bring uh, Minnesota. They're trying to build. They're trying to go now. I mean, this could be a scary team. I, I, think, yeah. I think this solidifies Minnesota's cup contendency absolutely I think they have a, a legit shot to go at colorado now i think they have um their chance i want to say more or less their chance in the central division they're still far and wide behind 
Uh, Colorado, not yeah. probably any chance of catching up to them. No, I don't think they but, would. But all you have to do is get in the playoffs. Exactly. And right. then it's a seven-game Yeah, set. I was going to say, they're they're probably going to be a wild, they're gonna be a wild card team. That's fine. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with do that. Do. Yeah. Wild card teams in every, like, in the NFL, wild card teams go and win the playoffs, win the Super Bowl yeah. all the time. All you have to do is just match up with the teams correctly. I think Marc-Andre Fleury definitely brings something to the table that Minnesota did not have. And also, I think it's good for him because he hated Chicago. He didn't want to be there. I think his mood definitely affected his play to a certain degree. So I think he's going to be energetic. He's going to be ready to play. I think he's going to be really happy about this move because all of a sudden he's not on a bottom dweller team that's going to basically rebuild on the rebuild. He's on an up-and-coming team that could be contending and I love this move for uh, Marc-Andre Fleury and I love this move for the Wild. Yeah, and that rebuilding team you speak of in Chicago in cap hell, no first round pick given to Columbus, top two protected but it's not going to be a top two because they're so far behind yeah. Arizona and Montreal and Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, they have No chance that top two pick. They're going to lose their first rounder. They're in cap hell. They have old guys that are signed for way too long of deals. There's no chance they're going to be able to keep them in. Yeah. Very, it's a great move to get Marc-Andre Fleury to a place he wants to be, and that place in Minnesota. I'm very surprised Patrick Kane is still I agree. a Blackhawk. I thought we, Kane would be for sure gone. I thought, I thought honestly, and I mean this in the most respectful way, I think their best chance was going to be to package him with Debrinket and basically sell their entire team yeah. for what they can get, and which that was going to be probably a bunch of picks and a bunch of prospects. Yeah, and they probably, like... They would have been wor- the worst team in hockey next year. Oh, they probably would have if, finished as the worst team in hockey this year, too. Yeah, they would have gone... No scoring. No scoring. No goaltending because uh, Fleury's yeah. gone. I mean, Chicago's definitely got their work cut out for them the next few years because they can't sign anyone. They're not drafting anyone who can yeah. come in and help at all. So they're kind of just there. Yeah. They're just kind of existing now. They're just irrelevant right now. Yeah, and the package for uh, Fleury going back to Chicago... It's, it's an interesting package. It's a conditional 2022 second rounder. It can become a first rounder if Minnesota reaches the Western Conference Finals and Fleury accounts for four or more wins in the first two rounds of the playoffs. So in other words, he doesn't even have to start the games. They can come in. He could be tied. As long as he is accounted for those four wins in the first two rounds, that second round pick becomes a first rounder. And there is your way for all Blackhawks fans out there. That's your way to get a first round pick. You yeah, you gotta pray to God Flurry can lead the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, you're a huge Minnesota Wild now, fan now. And honestly, I mean, like, that's basically saying if the Minnesota Wild make Which it, in all likelihood could happen. Yeah, if the Wild make it to the conference finals, they're gonna it's gonna be a first round pick. Yeah. There's no way Marc Andre Fleury's not accounting for right. four wins there. I don't see Cam Talbot being the starter anyways. No. So it makes a lot of sense for me for uh Chicago to make that condition. Um, it's a smart move. At the same time, they didn't really have a lot of choices. What you can't really ask for a first rounder for Flurry. He's aged. He's not the guy he once was. Yeah, he has three cups and a lot of experience. But yeah, he's a not lot even of the guy he was. Isn't what you need to win a yeah. cup. It's something that'll help you get you uh, help get you there, but it can't win you a cup. Yeah. Um, so I think the pieces yeah. around him in Minnesota are going to help a ton. But I think that him being there is going to be a lot to push over the edge uh, for Minnesota. Hopefully get them closer to Colorado. Hopefully make this an interesting playoffs. Another move, Ricard Raquel That's goes to Pittsburgh. Biggest move. I agree. Biggest move. That, for what we talked about, too. We talked about teams that are, are trying to hit on their prime as of right now, 
And this move gives Pittsburgh a lot, a lot of movement on their top two lines. It gives them what we talked about earlier where we said Pittsburgh's one of those teams where they have great stars, but not much depth around those stars. And we talked about that first line being so good when they're all healthy, but that second line has no scoring beyond Malkin. And they finally get the piece to go with Malkin here yeah. and Ricard Raquel. It makes so much sense. Crosby now gets his guys back on the top line. Next to him, he's got Gensel on the other side. He's got Brian Rust. He's back to where he wants to be. He's got the two guys next to him he wants to have. You can still have Malkin play on the power play. You can still have all that stuff on the first lines. But now Malkin on the second line gets to play with a guy like Ricard Raquel. Gives him a lot of movement. Um Kasperi Kapanen does not have to play that second line minutes anymore. He was not fitting. He was not fitting at all with Malkin. No, they had no chemistry. They had no similarity in their game. One was speed. One was power. One was a lot of finesse. One was not so much finesse. Yeah, more one was run brute you strength. Over. Yeah, yeah. So it makes a lot of sense. Ricard Raquel fits perfect in that second line. All they had to give up, and it kind of was a big package to give up. Zach Aston Reese, Dominic Simone, Cali uh, Kalang, and a 2022 second rounder. To get him, it's a smart move. It's a high skill move. It's going to cost him if it doesn't pay off because there's a lot of their future with Zach Aston Reese and Dominic Simone. However, like I said, you got to capitalize on Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. These are their prime last few years. You yeah. got to go get a cup when you can. Yeah, no, I love this move by Pittsburgh. Um, it sets themselves up really well to go on a run. Their defense is fine. They've got a solid goaltender. I. Th- they just they didn't have a great second line and you bring in Raquel he's going to play well with Malkin it's going to be interesting to see what happens down the stretch against teams like the Rangers yeah. the Caps the Panthers who all went all in exactly <laughs> all uh, the other teams who were going all in so but i mean you have to capitalize on Sidney Crosby he's one of the greatest hockey players of all time uh, you, you have to capitalize on the last probably three years of great Sidney Crosby you yeah. have. So I applaud Pittsburgh for this move because not everyone is going to have the balls to make that move. You're selling your future away, basically. But, I mean, great move. Right. They also get Nathan Beaulieu um, from Winnipeg for a 2022 seventh rounder, basically a throwaway pick, and you get Beaulieu, which is huge, again, for that defensive depth. He's a top four guy. He's going to play a lot of minutes in those postseason run for Pittsburgh. Again, they're making great moves. They're going all in. It's what you want a team to do if you're in that position. It yeah. makes the most sense, and I, I applaud them for it, honestly. Same. And honestly, like this is weird to say because I feel like no matter what sport you're talking about, someone kind of gives up too much to get a player. I felt like this trade deadline, no one really gave up like way too much for a mediocre or yeah. a – just like player that's not going to give enough impact for the package. I think everyone like like hey, a lot of trades are like okay, this is good for both teams. Yeah, and another one of those trades of Genny Dodonov, Dodonov, my rather, rather whoa, and uh, <laughs> a second rounder in 2023 um, to Anaheim for John Moore and Ryan Kessler. John Moore gets traded to Anaheim, then gets traded again to Vegas uh, in the same day. And Ryan Kessler, uh, kind of funny. But Vegas opening up cap space, we talked about this earlier in the year. They yeah, had to do it. Had you got to get Stoner back. It makes sense. The Donoff was a big piece. He had a lot of cap. Um, it makes sense. They had to throw a 20, uh, 2023 second rounder that could be a 2024 second rounder. I don't know the condition on that one. It's just depending on something that Dodonoff does. Um, it makes a lot of sense, I guess, though. But, yeah, Vegas, smart move to get rid of him. 
opens up cap space, and it opens up a line spot for uh, Stoner when he gets back. Jack Eichel not living up to expectations like the Vegas fans wanted him to. No, he is he is having a slow return. He is yeah. not the Vegas only, fans were not ready for that. No, he they thought he was going to come in and be Jack Eichel MVP. They thought yeah, <laughs> they, exactly. They thought he was going to be the guy he was in Buffalo. The dude just had came off like intense Neck back fusion, surgery. Yeah, back surgery. Yeah. You like you have to cut him some slack. He, yeah, I I expect now if by playoff time. He's not living up to it. Okay, I'll give you. I'll be like fair. He's playing like dog shit. Yeah. But right now he's getting back into the swing of things. Give it a couple more weeks. If not, we'll see. Yeah, a couple more trades here. Um, Mark Giordano and Colin Blackwell to Toronto for second rounders in 2022 and 2023, and then a third rounder in 2024. Again, Seattle sends its first ever captain, Mark Giordano, to Toronto. Again, great move for Toronto depth-wise. You're getting a guy who's been there, who's done that. He's been around a lot of things in the NHL. He's been a you know Iron Man for a long time. Um, great player, great defensive mind. Can help the guys around him in Toronto. Gets to probably play with a guy like uh, Morgan Riley. So only greater things will come for him. And uh, Toronto's a great fit for him. And then last but not least, Domi. Is traded to Carolina. Uh, Max Domi in a three-team trade gets traded to Carolina. Uh, the Jackets get prospect, defensive prospect, Aiden Hershuk in return. Uh, he's a third-round pick in 2019, I believe. I'm okay with the return. I didn't think Domi was worth that much. Maybe a third-rounder, so you get a third-round prospect in return. Not really much changes there. Um, Florida gets, or rather, the Hurricanes get Max Domi and Tyler Inamoto. And the Panthers get Igor Korshkov and a 2022 sixth rounder. 50% of the salary stays in Columbus. The other 50 is split evenly between Carolina and Florida. The only reason that uh, Florida got involved in this trade was just for the salary retention to help out the Hurricanes a little bit. I hate to see that because I don't think it's far. I don't think I like it at all for teams to help each other out. But yeah, especially competing teams like yeah. the Panthers. Both and teams want for the Eastern Conference title. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, to me. I, that's so weird to me because I don't think the return for. Uh, Carol, not for Carolina, for Florida, makes any sense for them to retain cap yeah. on a player that they're not, who's not playing for him. Yeah, Korshkov's probably not going to play for a couple of years. He's still in the KHL. Uh, he's a 2016 pick, I believe. Um, he's not going to play for a while. It is what it is, though. The Jackets get a little bit of return for Max Domi, and that's all I really could ask for. I mean, I would have loved to see Corpus Allo get moved, but again, like we've said for the last couple of weeks, the value is not there on him. Yeah. If you got anything on the trade market, I'm sure Yarmo pulls the trigger. Yeah, I would have taken a six. I would have taken like I would have taken anything for. I would have taken a prospect. Maybe. Yeah, same. I would have taken. I would have taken anything to get Corpy off the books, but I'm not gonna like bitch and moan about it. It's yeah. fine. He, you know what? Worst case, like he has been playing god awful this year. Right. He's not worth it. Uh, I do think. Like the one thing I'm gonna say about Yarmo, he should have moved him earlier. Right. He should have moved him at the beginning of the and year. If you listen to the interview we have with Bob McGillian, he literally said, you know, two years ago, he's the most coveted backup goalie in the league. Yeah. He, you, you could legitimately sell him for a second round pick, and he's going for it. To Absolutely. Anybody in the league. Absolutely. And it makes a lot of sense, but I mean, I get what Yarmo's doing. He wants to play it out. He didn't know what he had in in Elvis Merzlikens. Yeah, you signed him to a four year deal, a five year extension in total, but. Is he the guy? You don't know yet. You don't want to take that risk until you know for sure. Yeah. He plays great out of the gates. You're like, yeah, this is my guy. But you also, in the process, wipe out all of all the value that Corby had. It sucks, but 
in the end, I think Corby's gone anyway, so I'm not really going to be hurt about it. It's not going to drag on. I mean, he's going to play a couple games here while Elvis is hurt, but it really does not matter that much. Yeah, he's going to... And he, yeah, he's having a god awful season, his worst season, I think, Easily. in the NHL. Um, he's gonna have to serve military time next year, so yeah, I, uh, I love Corpy. Um, I think he's done some great things in Columbus. It's okay, he's gonna stay. Like, the only thing I wish would happen is just get Tarasov in the net, right? More often, or JF Barube. I don't care anymore. Yeah, I would prefer Tarasov just because you know, let's get <laughs> he is a little better. That was he's better, younger. Makes more sense. Get him in the net. Taller, stronger, faster. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? It's okay. Um, thank you, Domi, for your contributions yes. in Columbus. Uh, we will miss you. Great piece of the puzzle. I love Max Domi. He brought a lot to the team. He brought a lot of fight, literally and figuratively. Um, yeah. He's, he was a great player. He brought a lot of energy. He filled up Nationwide Arena. He was a great contribution. Thank you, Max Domi. Um, real quick though, Tim, another player I thought was going to get traded from Columbus was Dean Kukin. It didn't make a lot of sense to a lot of people, but to me, it made a ton of sense because he's a sixth line or sixth man defenseman. Doesn't really play a ton, going to depth role in Columbus, but with all the pieces Columbus has coming in yes, in the next few years, I thought it made defense. a lot of sense. Yeah. And I also thought a lot of teams could have used him. Like Toronto gets Giordano, but if Toronto doesn't get Giordano, I think Kukin makes a ton of sense there with the offensive upside he has. Again, I've always talked about for years now, I don't think Kukin's the best defensive defenseman. I think he has a lot of work to do with no. his stick and figuring out the pace of play. I feel like it's still not there, and I still don't think he's developed enough to play in the NHL game. But I think being a fourth or fifth defenseman, uh, skill-wise, on a team like Toronto, yeah. come playoff time, could have been really crucial for them. And it could be something that hurts them in the end with only having like four real defensemen, two guys that kind of play a little bit, like yeah, six, seven around. minutes a night. Yeah. I mean, it could have been something to help them, but in the end, it is it is what it is. And then last side note real quick, former Blue Jacket, Derek Broussard. This is a shout-out for my mom. Derek Broussard traded to Edmonton for a 2023 fourth rounder. That is her favorite player in the league. She's loved him forever. Um, so, Mom, he's no longer in Philadelphia. He is now in Edmonton playing with Connor McDavid. It is what it is, Mom. Can't do much <laughs> about it. Uh, I'm glad you probably just learned this because I know you didn't know he got traded. So, uh, shout-out to Derek Broussard. He is a great player. Once was, probably always will be. Um, that's all really I got, though, Tim. Yeah. Um, the trade deadline took up a lot of time. Yeah, uh, trade, it trade. took up a lot of my energy. There was 30 trades in total. Obviously, we didn't cover all of them because a lot of players don't even really matter. Yeah, some small moves here and there, caps, cap I moves. mean, am I really going to sit here and talk about uh, Troy Stretcher getting traded to uh, the Kings for a seventh-round pick? No, no, I'm not. No, no. Uh, so yeah, a lot of a lot of moves that we could have talked about, obviously, but we're not going to because they don't mean a ton. But in the end, trade deadline was a uh, a great success. Uh, it was fun to watch. It was fun to keep up with. Kept me on my toes. I was waiting and waiting and waiting, and then finally until three o'clock when the deadline strikes, and uh, old buddy Columbus makes one move of Domi. Could have been more. Could have been less. It is what it is. That's gonna do it for week fourteen, episode fourteen of Round the Rink. We love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Peace out, Girl Scouts.